The Last Word with Matt Cooper. At what age would you give a child a smartphone? Would you do it while they were still in primary school? Would you wait even a couple of years into secondary school? In Greystones and County Wicklow, eight primary schools have come together to deal with this issue. And we're joined by Rachel Harper, who's principal of St. Kevin's National School in Greystones. Rachel, I didn't realise that Greystones has become so big that it has eight primary schools. But tell us (laughs) what you're trying to do together, what you've come together to do. Yeah, so it's the eight primary schools in Greystones and Delgany. Um, and I suppose I have noticed in the last couple of years just a huge surge in the anxiety levels in children in the primary age. And I suppose I could see it in my own school in St. Patrick's and just seeing, you know, parents coming in to me and teachers coming in to me um, and seeing it in the children themselves. And I suppose with that in mind, um, I reached out to the other seven principals in the area and just to ask them were they seeing something similar. And uh, they were. And I suppose it, we all came together and we thought, what can we do um, together as a community? And um, it kind of led into, you know, um, coming up with It Takes a Village. Um, it's an initiative and it's for um, the community-led positive well-being initiative um, to try and promote well-being in children. Um, and part of that then is feeding into um, the smartphone devices. And, you know, again, we're, we're just saying it's not the only reason for the increase in anxiety, um, but it certainly is a contributing So at St. Patrick's, is it boys and girls? And at what age, how young have you seen children with smartphones? Yeah, so we we would have boys and girls. Uh, We would have just under 300 kids. And I suppose... um, would kind of see like, you know, again, not all the children own them personally themselves, but they have access to them. So it can be from nine, ten, third class up, really. Mm -hmm. And then do you have rules in relation to them and taken out in the classroom or in the playground? Oh, absolutely. All eight schools, that's important to say that the kids aren't allowed to have phones in school at all. And and in fairness, you know, at the primary age, you know, the the kids are so receptive that they, you know, they're listening to the rules and they abide by them. So I suppose that's why we're we're finding that these are their most formative years. That if you can try and bring this in and try and um, get them, you know, to try and wait to get their smartphones until secondary. I suppose, you know, just getting together with the principals and, and chatting and chatting amongst teachers and, and parents as well. We just kind of feel like, you know, at the press of a button, they're just released to a whole world that their parents and are unaware of, you know, and, and kids are so inquisitive in, in their thinking, you know, and I suppose just by giving them a phone, if they do have questions or they do have concerns, they can just Google it so easily and get to, to places where you and I can't even imagine, you know, and I suppose it's just trying to protect them, you know, in the primary years of that, I suppose we're all thinking and, and seeing that children and their childhood just getting shorter and shorter and children around the age of 9, 10 years of age, 11, 12, they're just becoming a lot more body aware. I suppose they're being exposed to more violence, you know, that they're seeing online as well, you know, and I suppose, you know, they're just, you know, again, just getting to material that's beyond their years and, and they're just not emotionally ready. And I suppose by all ages, signing up to it, there's, there's more strength in it, there's hopefully that it'll become the new norm uh, for children going up. And yeah, so so what, what is the sort of the agreement well, that you've reached? It's a voluntary code but yeah. you're encouraging parents to do exactly what? 
So again, it's 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 a voluntary code, and I think that's really important to state that it is voluntary. Nobody's making anybody do anything, but we're asking parents to come together and and to sign up a voluntary code by saying that they won't get their child um, a smartphone um, in primary in primary school at primary age that they'll wait until secondary to give their children a smartphone and I suppose the strength in that is that we can prepare them in primary for that by all eight schools signing up we're going to be getting a speaker in in sixth class to talk to the sixth class about getting their phones next year you know and when they get into secondary and just about manoeuvring them and you know while embracing it and, and the phones have such an important place as well it's just knowing how to use them appropriately and uh, you know, just making them aware of, of what's ahead. Um, and also, I think it's just really important for the children just to um, have something like that to look forward to as a group. And nobody feels left out then because I suppose it's getting younger and younger when the kids are getting the phones. And it's also putting a lot of pressure on parents, you know, if your child comes home and says, I'm the only one in the class that doesn't have a smartphone, you know, it's taking that away from the parents and, and parents feeling guilty and giving a phone maybe too early because they feel their child is missing out amongst their peers, you know, and hopefully it'll just be the new norm that a child in St. Patrick's then would go to, you know, a GA match or, or training at the weekend or football or rugby and all the other children are the same there if they go away for a scouts weekend that it's the same it just becomes the new norm for children and um, so they don't have to even question it so much anymore you know and we're aware that look fifth and sixth class you know already have phones a lot of them so I suppose this is kind of leading the way even with the junior way up the junior parts of schools that it will become the new norm like it could take another three or four years to come in Okay. If you know what I mean. So it's just starting the conversation, even in a positive way. It's you know, it's, it's just making parents aware and and kind of stopping thinking if their child already has a phone and six and six. Just the importance of monitoring it and and just parental guidance around that. Okay, you well, know, Rachel, I, I want to bring important. in Dr. Mm-hmm. Coleman Nocter on this, who's a cl- child psychotherapist and author of the Four to Seven Zone. What do you make of this idea, Coleman? Uh, yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea, and I think the idea that you could control. Like not control, but have influence over all of the schools in the area. That's really good because I think a lot of parents buy the phone with trepidation. You know, it's it is that peer pressure that that we talked about about them not wanting to their own the child in their only class the only child in the class not to have one. And so you know you hand it over against your better judgment. Um, whereas this allows parents not to have that pressure. And what we know is that in schools. Oftentimes, it's the lowest common denominator that sets the trend. So the first parent to break creates pressure on all the other parents to, to get the same thing. And so for that, for that reason, if you have that kind of voluntary agreement where, and I think parents would be grateful for that, um, it's a really good way of kind of managing that. I, I mean, the, the impact of it is unknown. The iPhone baby is only 14 this year. So we don't really, this is a social experiment. How, the impact of all of this is, is unknown, and it's very hard to, do a cause and effect because there has been pandemics and everything else that are going through it. But undoubtedly, we have more anxious children now than we've ever had, certainly in my 25-year career. Really? And the phone... Oh, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. In what ways is that manifesting itself? It's manifesting itself in absenteeism, um, obsessional worries, um, exposure to body image issues, things like eating disorders, things that you wouldn't have seen 
maybe 10 years ago in 14-year-olds, you're now seeing in 11 and 12-year-olds. You know, so the, the idea that childhood is shrinking and what we're doing is creating almost more illnesses earlier in a child's trajectory. Um, there's no doubt that I would see a lot more under 12s in the last five years than I ever did before, if that makes any sense. So, And, and do you the, think digital access and maybe not even just phones, but tablets and other things is contributing to that? Maybe children knowing too much too young, growing up too early? Oh, I think the, the, the innocence, innocence of childhood is a huge protection factor. And I think when you hand a child a portal to the outside world, you almost remove that innocence of childhood, which means they get into the hyper comparative culture of looking at other body shapes and everything else. And it, of course, influences their own expectations of themselves and the world. And again, we, we talk a lot about kind of cyberbullying and pornography and things like that. They're the kind of headline grabbers. It's much more, it's as much of stress trying to answer 15 Snapchat messages before you have your Cocoa Pops in the morning. That in itself is a stress that a 11, 12-year-old doesn't need in their lives. And so, you know, by by introducing this to that, we're over-informing them and they are becoming overwhelmed. And without a doubt, it is it's certainly having an impact on, on their own containment. We can really get to secondary school years because, for example, in sixth class in Catholic primary schools, you'd have confirmation ceremonies. I'd imagine those children who have not got their smartphone by then possibly use their money that they get for their confirmation to purchase their smartphone. Yeah, I think a lot of people factor in the cost of the phone into the cost of the confirmation. It's almost become a kind of a rite of passage. And I think there's a worry from parents about children going to secondary school and needing to know where they are. And, and But there is that idea that if, if we allow most teenagers or young people to have phones, then the child without the phone becomes almost the, the perverse one. Do you know what I mean? In, yeah. in the sense that, that, that we've almost been made it that we've created an out, we're outcasting a child even though they're, they're doing the right thing and I would oftentimes say to parents if you're the unpopular parent when it comes to technology time may prove you right you know in, in that way but um, but yeah that, that there, there's, a, there's a notion around 13 or 12 being the age that a child should be able to get a phone that's largely created by the phone companies Matt to be honest that's, there's no evidence to suggest that's, that's right it's just a punctuation point where people believe but certainly before 12 I would have grave concerns that any child would have the social, emotional or cognitive ability to take on the capacity that that device has. You know, and, and again, age is arbitrary. There are 13-year-olds out there who are very wise and sensible and there are 17-year-olds out there who are not. So it is about the readiness of each individual child rather than creating a kind of an arbitrary threshold where we say not before this and after that. Mm-hmm. And it is a, a case where you have to earn the responsibility to, to earn the right. Almost, you know, buying a, a smartphone for a, for a child is like buying a puppy. The work only starts there. You know, it's not about, <laughs> you know, hand it off and, and, and come back to me when you come into trouble. Right. You know, so there is a need to coach them. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Coleman Nocter, child psychotherapist and author of The Four to Seven Zone, and Rachel Harper, principal of St. Patrick's National School in Greystones. Thank you both for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, FM.